0: With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
2: It is Thursday, January 5th, 2023, Season 18, Episode number 101. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We're live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Got my crew here with me. And actually, I'm feeling really good. I don't know how many of you guys have seen it, but I just saw a news report that there was some really great news coming out of Cincinnati uh, DeMar Hamlin's uh, uh, or the people that are treating DeMar Hamlin um, put out some information yeah. that that was released by the Buffalo Bills by the Buffalo Bills uh, saying that he is actually making remarkable progress, uh, was able to actually open eyes last night, was able to respond to, uh, you know, op, you know, requests to clench the hands of yeah. family members that were there. Uh, just, you know, different things that, that give them positive signs. They said they think that it's neurologic, he is neurologically intact, which is something I think everyone was kind of worried about right. because he was down for so long. But, man, all of that just makes me feel really good that this thing might be progressing in the right way. And uh, and we, as an NFL community, we may have dodged a bullet of of some, of some a serious injury uh, to a player. And so I'm, I'm feeling really good about that. But today we're going to talk a little bit about a couple different topics. We got to get you guys ready for uh, Cowboys versus Commanders. It's coming up this weekend, final game of the regular season. Before we get to that, though, a uh, topic that's near and dear to Nick's heart: uh, the Hall of Fame. Oh, Last God. night we find out some finalists uh, for the Hall of Fame, and the Cowboys have three uh, former players who are on that list. I'm going to start first, start because I just want to. I know Nick has some 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 real love for. Mm-hmm. One person in particular, uh, but we I just want to give you guys. Uh, yeah, we all do. We absolutely all do. But we want to give you guys a chance to talk about uh, the Cowboys guys who are who are on that list: Darren Woodson, uh, Demarcus Ware, and Chuck Howley, and uh, and and maybe their their re- the rationales to why you think that they should be on that list and maybe should be in the Hall of Fame.
3: Well, I'll start with uh, Darren Woodson. Since nobody else has a, a poster of him in their office, um, bet you just got moved this I morning. Just got moved back yeah. over. Yeah, I, mean, had to, I had to wait for him to be a Hall of Fame finalist before oh, that okay. happened. Right. No, uh, I think that he uh, he could have he could have played in any era that, that you played that you wanted to to line him up, and he would have been a really really great player. Um, he, he was a, he could be linebacker, he could be a corner, he could be you know he was a safety. Yeah, he's a nickel safety that could cover the slot. It's just rare. I mean, to be a guy that that big, that fast, and that smart, uh, he could do everything. And so, you know, and then you throw that, that that's why he should be a Hall of Famer. Why we're excited about it is because all of those things on the field, he's a much better person. Yep. And, and everyone that's been in contact with him one time would know that. And so I, I'm so happy for him. I don't know if he'll get in this time, but it gets you a little closer to the door.
4: Yeah, I, the thing that um, – and I actually have seen all three of these guys play. As a kid, I got to see Chuck Howley play. And um, still the only MVP in a Super Bowl from a losing team. Mm, I've heard if that. You, and yeah, and, but here's a guy that played with Leroy Jordan. Uh, you know, They're both in the ring of honor. Uh, you talk about a guy, uh, a, a model of consistency throughout his career. Played in a 14-game schedule, and then if you look at his numbers – it's 14 games every year. I mean, every, throughout throughout every his whole year. career, he he suffered a knee Which injury. Is huge. Yeah, he suffered a, a knee, yeah. 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 suffered a knee injury very early in his career, and then from that point on, just played throughout. And you, you talk about uh, when you watched him play, uh, there was that uh, we we've always marveled at the linebackers and the ones that we know here, like the guys like the Sean Lees and people like that that have that ability to see the play develop and get to the play and, and finish the play. You never saw Chuck Halley missing tackles. And that's the thing about it, I always remember he played on some really good defenses, uh, you know, with the Cowboys in the early 70s and stuff like that. And and, you know, and through some championship games and stuff too, through football history against the Packers and, and things like that. Uh, very, very deserving of I, I would be I'll be interested to see if if the seniors committee can get him through. Uh, Rick Goslin, who lives here, uh, covered the team, the Cowboys forever, is a guy that has has taken it upon himself uh, to champion these Dallas Cowboys that seem to have been forgotten before 1989. Uh, You know, the guys, the Bob Hayes, the Rayfield Wrights, guys like that, he's taken it upon himself to try and get these players pushed over the goal line. And so hopefully he can get that done. But, man, you talk about a guy with with Chuck Halley though – it, around the ball, intercepts, fumbles, you name it, he was able to do that.
5: You know, what's funny to me is that Ware and Woodson, they're called like modern day finalists. Mm-hmm. But it's still not my modern day. Like when I got into the NFL, that was like way past when I initially started following the NFL and all that But I've gotten to know them and the way they played because of some of the documentaries that we've done here with the Cowboys. And it's amazing. Like, that type of play, watching them play. I mean, I was here when, I guess, towards the end when DeMarcus kind of, he retired and all that. But I still didn't know much of his history. But watching them play back then, it's—sorry— It's so fun. Like, it's such a different type of game. Even Woodson, the yeah. play, the way that he played, yeah. like, we don't really get to see those type of players anymore nowadays. So going back, in, and I, that sucks that I kind of missed that area, era and time period where football was <laughs> very different than what it is mm-hmm. now. Very it, different, it's, yeah. I mean, more aggressive and all yeah. that, and more like a hardcore, exhausting, and, and it's just a different game, but I would imagine much more exciting for the watchers and the viewers so anyways just going back it's it's impressive and and Woodson like Nick said, you talk to him and he's he's such such an amazing guy and not just what he did as a player himself, but what he was able to do for other people as well and other teammates. It's just impressive, and I'm very happy for him and them yeah. as a group, too.
4: Yeah, the thing about it is the last draft I was involved with with the Cowboys was the wear one, and, and you don't know, well, we all know, I mean, from stories and stuff, the documentaries and things that you guys have done through the years. What a you know that was a that was an ordeal to get that done. Mm -hmm. I mean, Sean Merriman was the other guy. Sean Merriman and Bill Parcells, and we all know Bill Parcells; he's a very headstrong guy. And you know, and he really took it personal. And Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, you know, the scouts that pushed that one through, uh, you know, to get where here he was everything that everybody ever talked about in that room Mm -hmm. about him, Mm -hmm. you know. And here he you know went to a very small school. Everybody's like, oh, small school guys, you don't know. Buffalo Bills forever made a history of taking small school guys and going to the Super Bowl, you know, Andre Reeds and guys like that. And so, you know, when you brought when you brought Ware in, you you knew. And so the thing and the thing about Woodson, I was in the league for thirteen years as a scout and I was with very fortunate to be with some other Hall of Famers, the Reggie Whites, you know, Brett Favre's, guys like that, great players. It's the best football player I've ever been with best football player i've ever been on a team with, you know, of all these great hall of fame players and i never could understand why. i never could understand why is this guy not a hall of famer because nick described him perfectly. there is nothing this guy could do. he would get a he would get a turnover and then they would score and then he would be on the kickoff team. Mm-hmm. he never came off the field. never. It didn't matter. I mean, he's covering kicks. He's covering. He's doing everything. He's playing linebacker. He's playing safety. He's covering your slot. I mean, when you just sat down and watched him play, there was nothing this guy couldn't do. And I just remember him coming out of Arizona State too. Dave Campo tells great stories about him and and how Dave you know and convinced Jimmy and all that. But man, what a what a what a football player! Best I've ever been around. For and the sure. interesting part
2: about about Woody is. Not only just could he do everything on the football field, off the football field, like yeah. he left the football. He yeah. left football. He went into broadcasting. Still to this day, I tell him all the time, that's his gift. Like yeah. he is, he was so good on ESPN. Got tired of and the travel, and then decided he didn't yeah. want to do that. Yeah, and went into commercial real estate, and now killing that. Like yeah. it's just like anything he touches, it just seems like he has a knack for figuring it out and doing it exceptionally well.
3: And the thing about it is is his his story when you got a chance we got a chance to do a documentary, yeah. Rob Phillips, Amber was a part of it. By the way you it. can go check it out yeah. on our
2: on our website.
3: A path to safety yeah. is what it was called, I believe. Um and the thing is is when he was in college at Arizona State, he missed his first year. He was labeled, and this is what they labeled him back then, was a prop forty eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which basically said, You're not smart enough to yeah. play right now. Yeah. You're good enough as a football player that we want to keep you and work with you, but you can't be a part of the team right now. It, 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 he said it was the most embarrassing he's ever been in his life because he, you know, they labeled the kids, yeah, yeah. you know, fair or unfair, and, yeah. and mostly unfair. And uh, he it, that motivated him and that that drove him to the point where when he got on that football field. He and the classroom, he was completely different. Now look at him. He owns his own business. I get goosebumps just talking about him because he really is. He's an amazing person and player.
4: You talk about that Prop 48 stuff. Those kids were that stigma. Mm -hmm. And I never saw one that didn't graduate. Every single Prop 48 that I was ever with graduated. It was never an academic problem. Mm -hmm. Never. So, I mean, that just shows you that and fair or unfair, it was at the time, you know, it is, but those kids, they realized they had to carry that and they worked so hard mm-hmm. and they wanted to make sure that they grabbed, I mean, a lot of them carry that. And so like, we used a prop 48 and you kind of felt, oh, okay, you felt bad for him. You really, really did because they're such good football players. Maybe they struggle a little bit. Maybe you were dealing with this dyslexia or something like that that you couldn't. Or maybe oh, they
2: weren't being taught well yeah, exactly. whatever high school know, they were in. No, 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 it happens.
4: Yeah. A lot of things happen along the way. But if you if you, if you, you had a kid and you said, hey, I want you to be like – I told Bennett Bros, and Bennett knows Darren Woods. So I said, be like him, Bennett. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be like that guy. That's the guy you need to try. No, don't look at anybody else. Look at that guy over there. Oh. That's who you want to be like, right the there.
3: Most loyal person. Oh, no too, question. Because he had a friend, it was, it documented, you mm-hmm. know, that, that we did in the documentary. He had a friend that was going down the wrong path, and did did go down the wrong path, and uh, but he never let Darren come with because he knew you're going to make it. Yeah. Don't come to this party. No, yeah. no, no, no. You can't come here because you're not. You got a football career. And this guy went to prison for 20 years, 25 yeah. years. Never saw him play in the college or the pros. But Darren called him every single Tuesday. Called him, Took his even took his own son up to visit him. Yeah. Never turned his back on his friend. We interviewed yeah. him for the story, too. It yeah. got really emotional. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's just, you know. Even it's when Darren people Woodson. were telling him, hey, yeah. hey, you don't need to mess with this guy. You're in the NFL. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's his family.
5: Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's the thing I've learned to really appreciate sports, is because a lot of the times so this is not just Darren Woodson. This happens to so many players in the league. The environment that they grow up in, where it's just there's not many options and there's really no financial stability. There, it's a bad environment, and we know like you become you tend to become what you surround yourself with and sometimes where you're nobody else has done it in your family it's hard to get through that like get past that and just rely on something that it's let's say sports so many of these guys kind of get out of that and become a different person because of sports and their ability so that's like A different side of things, just it's impressive. Even the people that don't get to make it into a Hall of Fame finalist, but just in general, and we know we've worked with other people that have come from a different background, and we're in sports and are now people that really work for, like, trying to help others and and help the community in different ways and try to impact younger people. So it's just, it's always amazing to me to see kind of the background of some of these people and players and see how hard it was and, and look at where and how they've become nowadays.
2: Yeah. My hope is that, that all three of these men uh, get in, cause I think they're all three deserving. And it's really, especially yeah. uh, I'm, I'm excited for Woody as a person, just cause I, I know him as a person. And I know him to be a good person. Cool. So I want to see a great thing happen for him, but but even for DeMarcus, it's interesting and it's it's exciting for me because now we're getting that era of players like I literally was here. I remember the day I first saw him walk in the building as a wiry kid yeah. that was kind of skinny and like he's going to be on the defensive line and and then watched his career every single play. And and all of the ups, the downs, the scary times, we had the you know situation with the neck. The New Orleans, yeah. yeah. There there are all these moments, and so it, it's kind of cool to now see that all come full circle and him get this opportunity to possibly be in the Hall of Fame.
3: That's what you. you know, I was just gonna say full circle, yeah. going back to Woody. Arizona is where he's from. He's from you know that's where he grew up, and I believe that's where the Super Bowl is, right? It that's is where the announcement is. It so is. he's going back to yeah. Arizona. Yeah. yeah. You know, like here, this is where yeah. it all started, and you get announced now. Obviously, the Hall of Fame is in Canton, Ohio, but the announcement, yeah. you know, and I, again, I don't think it's going to happen for him this year. I don't, I don't, it's a stout list, it's a process to get him there. Yeah. And then, you know, Zach Thomas, another former cowboy, kind of. <laughs> Kind of. He's been here like four years. I would say he's a dolphin. He is a dolphin. But I believe he's gotten to this round yeah, four yeah. Or five. I mean, Tori Holt, I mean, these guys, it yeah. just takes a little bit of time to kind of get here. But, yeah. you know, once you get in the door here, then you kind of stay in well, it. The, It'll the, happen.
4: The best thing for, I mean, for a lot of guys for like where, and, and Derek just hit the nail on the head, there was a time where voters hadn't seen a lot of these guys play. Mm hmm. And now you're sitting there, and that's why you're glad for the senior committee where you have guys like Rick Gosling yeah. and them on that are able to say, well, listen, Claude Humphrey for the Atlanta Falcons used to rush the passer just as well as Deacon Jones did with the Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're, they're, you're now starting to see voters like, oh, I remember this guy. I remember this guy. And now it's, you know, it used to be like, well, I'll just take your word for it, mm-hmm. you know, and then you don't get a vote when it's like you're not sure. You know, and it is a stout list. I mean, it really, really is a a stout list. It is
2: going to be a tough thing to make it this year because there are a number of guys. I look at this list and I'm like, man, they need to be in the Hall of Fame.
4: Well, Woody also played in an era too with Ed Reed Mm -hmm. and Troy Palomalo and people like John Lynch. You know, there was, I mean, let me tell you what, I I mean, Leroy Butler, I was with both.
3: I was going to say, who's better?
4: Darren Woodson. Darren Woodson's a better player than Leroy Butler. If you told me right now, and, and trust me, I'm you know my history with the Green Bay Packers. Darren Woodson is a better player than Leroy Butler in all facets of the game. And, and, and Leroy Butler is a good player. He was a corner, got converted and all that. But you look at the body of work Darren Woodson was a far better player, and Leroy Butler got in. And I, you know, to this day, I, I've, I've said it before on radio. I mean, people out who do you like? I, I, I love Leroy Butler, but Darren Woodson is a better football player and deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Tell
3: one more story about him, it just kind of shows the character that he has. Back in 2000, 2001, I mean, you know, the team wasn't playing well, obviously, and there was one guy that was the star honestly mm-hmm. yeah, Emmett mm-hmm. Smith. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was the he was I still love the, the story, guy, by the way. Well,
2: I think I know which one you're talking. about. Well, I
3: mean, yeah. and 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 this team was, you know, we were three, awful,
4: three and ten. Yeah, or, no, no, at we were the awful. Time, you know, as
2: Brian says, you love to throw this back in well, his face. No, no, no he's no, not wrong. I'm <laughs> with no, 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 absolutely, <laughs> yeah. no,
4: he's not wrong. The but, thing about it is, though, too, I felt terrible because I knew how yeah. great of a player Darren Woodson was to have to put up every week with yeah this crap.
3: you know. In the locker room while yeah. the media was going on, mm-hmm. there'd be four or five players that would sit there and they would just love to play dominoes. They would play dominoes and Emmett was part of it. Yeah. Emmett, Robert Thomas, uh, there's others I can't think Shout of. To the yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Darren called him out. Yeah. Called out Emmett, said, "You know what? We need to stop playing damn dominoes and 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 get in the Not playbook. Bad. Get in there." You know, <laughs> and and I'm I'm just you know, Emmett, Emmett took offense to that, and I mean, it got in the media as a mm-hmm. story, and Emmett tried to, you know, kind of brush it off or whatever. But you know, Darren, well, Darren was like, "Hey, we got enough of this crap. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Like, w- we got to get better." And it, that's
2: true leadership. Yeah. yeah, when you're willing, when you're willing to say what
4: needs to be said to whomever it needs to be said to. Yeah, right. That's real leadership. Well, I'll tell you, the, the game. Remember the Terrell Owens star game mm-hmm. where he got George <laughs> T took a run at Yeah. Him? Darren Woodson got kicked out of that game too. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. something that happened earlier in the game. I remember going down from the press box and going into the locker room to go tell Woody, hey, you know, I appreciate everything you've done, mm-hmm. just to basically apologize again. So I'm down there with Woody. He, go, I'm sitting there watching the game, sitting in the locker stall. He goes and showers. Teague comes in, and Teague's like, <laughs> like, oh, and like Woody goes, "What the hell did you do?" He goes, "I took a run at Owens. I got kicked out too." And he goes, it's about damn time somebody got mad around here. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about time, you know, I mean, that's just the type of guy that Darren Woodson was. The great stories about him with breaking his arm in, in Baltimore. It's just tape it up and let's yeah. – you know, Britt Brown walking him in full uniform over. they don't have an X-ray machine at the stadium in, it's the in Baltimore. Hospital. That's come a long way since then, I guess. Yeah. But, but now you're in a situation where he's like, just tape it. We're going to play. He's yeah. absolutely the example of that guy that on
2: the field he is one guy. Yeah. Off the field yeah, he's exactly. a completely different yeah. guy, right? right. Because yeah. on the field he was intense. Yep. He was intense, Super intense. And, and, and could play the game and played it really
3: aggressively. He's the only player still, I wrote this in the story, he's the only player that has played for five coaches in the Cow- in Cowboys history. Really? Yeah, uh-huh. he's the only one that's played for five. And he said that it was one year with Parcells, and he said he wished there was a lot more. With yeah. Parcells, I, bet I could Parcells see that does too. too.
2: Yeah, I could see that because that, that's the kind of coach you would think a, a personality like Darren's would really, really love.
3: Yeah. Right. Well one one day at training camp in 03, first year we were down in San Antonio, Parcells, this is probably scripted. He took the he didn't like what was going on in practice. He took the entire coaching staff and they just walked off. Walked off.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yep. the practice
3: was still going on another right. thirty minutes or so. And it was almost like what happens? Mm-hmm. And Darren
4: Ran the practice yeah. ran the practice yep. and then yep. huddled
3: him up at the end and said, We're not talking to the media, we don't know what's going on. everybody just get your ass in the locker room and all that. But you know, and I think I think Bill did that on purpose to mm-hmm. kind of see.
4: When Bill got here, he had a conversation with Woody uh-huh. and basically told him like if you just if you go scorch earth on us, that's fine. Yeah, you know, we're you know, we we deserve this. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So he he knew that that's that's a that's a great, great man, great player. So and so, Pre- is, and so is all three of them. Today. Press yes, conference. press conference at three o'clock today. All three today. of those guys deserve um, it, though. They really all do. Yeah. They
2: so we'll do. we'll be uh, we'll we'll have that aired uh, on our website, mobile app, everything. One more thing about
4: this, Chuck <laughs> Halley. Yeah. You know, you know I, he had twenty five interceptions in his career. Really? Yeah. As a linebacker, he had six of them one year. Wow. He. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. Twenty five. That's a career for. But
3: you know, but I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna say this about the process. Chuck Halley is could go into the hall of fame yeah he's not gonna know that yeah he's still alive yeah 86 but but he's was he got dementia or i mean it's bad i mean he doesn't and and it's the story was told mickey mickey spagnola's talked to the son his son might be here for the press conference today and they we told him he's dad you made it to the hall of fame he was like that's that's nice he you know that's what he hasn't made a play in forty some fifty years. Yeah, yeah, the process has got to change. Yeah, let these guys experience that the the joy of being in the Hall of Fame and and get this thing sped up a little bit if possible. I don't know. How, I know it's easier said than done, but the sad part is is that he, he he's he's a Hall of Famer. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, and, he, and he's never really going to get the experience.
2: How do you fix that? And I don't want to get. I know we got we got only so much time, but the question becomes like. Do you make it to where you just put in a lot of guys? Because that's the issue: is that you only have so many people you want to have going that's, in a particular year.
4: And you got, that's what makes it so special. Yeah, you do, got Dion, yes. Yeah, so how do you do it, stuff? You know that guy shouldn't be in like Bob Greasy. Oh. And, well, I, 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 Dion's that. like I need to
3: be in a different room. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. you want to be in not yeah. the
4: Hall of Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. That's fine, but I need I need to be in a different room than these yeah. guys. Yeah. And he's not wrong. I mean, like yeah. he's on a different level, and, and, he is. And, and they have actually done that. I mean, it, it's kind of like, you know, it's like when you graduate, everyone's graduate, and then these people that have like the, the gold the tassels didn't yeah. have those. Uh, but I'm saying that's kind of
4: like I had the hat, <laughs>
3: right? Yeah, right. but it's like first ballot. <laughs> but that's yeah. what they do. For you know, well, they're not first ballot. That's why yeah. D ware got screwed last year. Yeah. They didn't want to make him a first ballot.
2: Hall you know, Fame. one of the one of the my favorite pictures I have in my phone. We were at the Hall of Fame years ago. And uh, we were touring with the team, and DeMarcus asked me to take a picture of him in front of uh, Deacon Jones' bus. Yeah. and still got it on my on my on my phone. Yeah. Took a picture of him there and now there's a chance that he will be have his bus right in there with those guys which be just cool. yeah that's Deacon cool.
4: Jones's bus, cuz they do it by years mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah he'll have to travel down his bus will have to travel down yeah it'll be the, a little farther the, away yeah, he'll have to make it'll a little, little road trip down there to get it it's still cool I, that's <laughs> cool. my
3: favorite part of it of the hall of fame yeah,
4: yeah. that's the, the best walk, part
3: walking through yes. and, and kind of look at, and then they were all like a critic you yeah. know, like Know, let it look like him you're yeah, like yeah. oh that definitely looks like Ed yeah. Reed or yeah. you know or somebody like yeah. that like they did a good one here You. Know? but for
2: me it was like going back through my childhood because I go back oh, to yeah. those years and like guys that were getting in in the 90s mm-hmm. that means they were playing when I was a kid yeah. and you know you look yeah. at those guys very uh-huh. very differently so like like Jerry Jones a Hall of Fame party yeah. you see all these guys walking around in these yellow jackets and you're running into guys that you watched play yeah. when you were a
4: kid it's it's pretty cool you guys left me at cool. home for that it one was a
3: pretty, <laughs> it
4: was a pretty awesome it night was a, Epic event. Let me it just put it like. Then awesome. you
5: get someone like me that's walking around I'm like, well, that guy must be important. Okay, I don't know him, but he he's he, got a, he's a yellow like, jacket. Right. Then, yeah.
4: he got, well, then he got then got helmet throwing up in the bathroom and then, so. Oh, yeah. I'll say
3: this: there was there was about four hundred uh, Hall of Famers there with their gold yeah. jackets, yeah. which means there was four hundred and one gold jackets, but. Uh, <laughs>
2: That's funny, yeah. You're right about that. All there right, was we're one take our guy break. in a
3: gold jacket that was just wearing It was his jacket.
2: own gold jacket. All right, we're going to take what? our first break. We come, we're
3: going to come back. <laughs> Get to the break. You'll know we're, in the break. We'll jump into
2: this Washington defense versus the Cowboys offense. We'll be back. DallasCowboys.com Radio. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping.
1: When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future.
0: Back
3: to the break. <laughs> Visit your local Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com—a Fanatics experience—and grab Cowboys Nation-worthy hoodies, tees, accessories, and more.
2: Welcome back. It is the second segment of the Break Life from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. This well, one more thing about Woodson. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. this or Helman, whichever you. one. <laughs> this segment presented to you by Blockchain.com. I'm hopeful that at some point here, especially if, uh, <laughs> if he if he gets in, uh, I would love we can we'll see if maybe we can pull Woody over here and get him on, on a show one day and yeah talk to him about some stuff. We'll, we'll see if we can arrange it. He's always a great interview. He is. Nick and you can ask him knows questions about dial. the Cowboys. He
5: you knows.
4: think Nick has his number? <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> Twenty eight. Oh no, his no. phone number. I'd... If you if you don't, I'll give it to you.
5: <laughs> yeah. I mean I wasn't
3: going <laughs> to say this, but but yeah. I will. I'll say it. Yeah. No, I. I'm not, I'm not going to say that that we are friends because we're not, like, I don't, he probably doesn't. No, no,
4: no, you're friends.
3: I don't know. I don't want to, I don't know. No, you're I friends. texted him last night yeah. and I just said, congratulations, yeah. Woody. so, you know, well-deserved, typical Darren. He wrote back and said, thanks, appreciate it. How you been? You been all right? Yeah. I mean, like, how many yeah. text messages do you think he's getting at the <laughs> time? You know, and, right. and that's just, that's just him. Yeah. You know,
2: we didn't. He's We're one of those guys cool. that has that rare ability that when you're talking to him, you feel like you're important to him. Mm-hmm. You know what that's, I mean? Like, yeah. there's not everybody in the world that's like that, but okay. he's one of those rare people that yeah. when you, whenever you're talking to him, you feel like he's connected with you at that moment. It's never like, yeah, yeah, I'm moving on to something yeah. else. You know, and that's uh, just, it's just I'm gonna a take that back.
3: We're we, kind we, of person. I'm gonna take that back. We are friends. You are friends. friends. We're friends. You're friends. Yeah, Absolutely, you're yeah. friends. Yeah, I mean, I just – because you don't want to say that like, oh, well,
4: I'm a going to say he's a friend.
1: Yeah.
3: Because
4: to me, like the one of the, the, the proudest moments I ever had when he was working at ESPN, he yeah. likes to bounce ideas off you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he would say, hey, listen, this is what I'm seeing about this football team. And here's a guy that's potentially going to go in the Hall of Fame, and he's asking me questions about his team. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like – Man, you're Darren Woodson. Mm-hmm. What do you, you don't need my opinion? He, and, and, and but it's I, what made him great on the air. Absolutely, it's what made him great on the air. He's like he's like he'd call me up. And he'd say, "Hey, Brian, I'm seeing this about this football team. What, what are you seeing?" Mm-hmm. And and we would we would have like an hour conversation. He yeah. goes, "Okay, man, I got to go to set." And I and I was like, "All right, man." And then like I, two days later, he'd, "Hey, well, I, we were thinking about talking about this." And we he and I would just shoot the bull about this team. And I was I was honored. I was honored that this guy even wanted my football opinion that, on something.
3: He's I've he's done that before with me and that reminds yeah. me like the the one time though, even even more than that, I did a radio show. I mean he's like, Can you do an interview? Can you come on a, you know, NFL radio on Saturday? You know, what, what serious? You know, I don't Zig even know Cossie? I'm just like whatever it is, it's cool. <laughs> I it's, do that a lot. It's gonna be it's gonna be Chris and, and Dan. I'm like uh, <sighs> I'm like whatever. Chris and Dan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember, like, I don't know. Okay, cool. And like, I'm Chris Nick even and then go, and then Dan has a question. It was like, Dan, Nick, uh, Dan Reeves, uh, yeah. head coach. I'm like, I was like, what? He yeah. was like, what are you seeing? I was just like, this is, I don't feel right about this. Like, you're <laughs> yeah. a Hall of Fame yeah. coach, or you should be a oh, Super yeah. Bowl coach. I was just yeah. like, Dan Reeves, well, Dan, what I see, like, nah, <laughs> I didn't feel good about that
4: at all. His son's one of the best, though, too. Dan, Re- well, son-in-law, son-in-law, Jody, that's we your got- dude. Talk about your friend, that's your dude. We right got
3: times for some Jody story.
2: No, we don't. We got to get back <laughs> I mean, into. He was on Walsy. the field. We'll get that another time. Hey, you know,
4: the king of the sayings. Oh God, <laughs> He's yeah, <got> the best. <laughs> yeah, Joe S. the ragman. Joe S. the ragman.
3: It's his own name. He just uses it as his own name. But but yeah, we we're on the field in, in L.A. and I don't. I don't typically go on the field, but he was over there. I was just like, "Well, I'm just walking on the field here. I hope I don't get hit by a punt." You yeah. know, it was like pretty <laughs> not early. the sideline. This is literally yeah. on the field. No, you're yeah, it was the just on the field. Yeah. He's got his guys. I just went over there and
2: he was warming up the punter he was. at the time because I was with you. You <laughs>
3: were, yeah. I, I think I grabbed Chris to go with me so no, that like, <laughs> it looked more <laughs> official. Like no.
2: he was go out he was he was filming like, like, no. no. something. Like, like, no. no, I don't want to go. I was like, "Just come on." Do you go
3: with me? Yeah, yeah. Because he's got the vest. Yeah, go with me. Like, come on, that's right. I
4: forgot you. You just gotta know, Nick. You just walk on like you're supposed to be on. There. true that's my oh, yeah, that's what brian i like you got on a sport coat and you look like you're
2: supposed to be there and nobody will stop you him. get an official's Tell pass just go it works brian
3: just hey how you doing good good to see you yeah, yeah.
4: us <laughs> We're We're good. Good. seven, We're seven good. are supposed to be here let's go come on let's come go, go. Come on. let's keep going keep moving all right let's flip this conversation we have not talked about the we football have not game. Let's, let's
3: talk time. about
2: let's talk about the washington defense first of all one thing i need to note I went and looked at the injury report yesterday. They're banged up. I'm not sure Washington will want to play their guys this Which week. Page. Like yeah. they, they, they're, they're I injury be You look. I know, and I yeah. want to see what it looks like today. But when you look at the list of guys that did not play, did yeah. not practice yesterday. And look at it from the standpoint of guys that are starters for them. You've got Jonathan Allen. You've got Montez Sweat. You've got uh, Jamin Jamin Davis. You've got Cornelius Lucas. You've got uh, Andrew Norwell. You've got Brian Robinson. It's a long list of guys that did not practice. We'll see what happens
4: today. Right. But as of yesterday, a lot of their guys were sitting out of practice with injuries. Yeah, their defense is the one, I think, that's kind of nicked up right now. Jonathan Allen and then Kareem Curl. And then uh, Benjamin St. Juice are the ones you kind of need to worry about in this game. It, it's still, you watched them play against uh, the Browns last week, and they got after the Browns. Mm-hmm. They made, they, these guys, I mean, it is a good front. I mean, it is a good front seven. You mentioned Jamon Davis, you know, with him, you know, David Mayo, those guys, they, they get after it. They really, really do. And they got Chase Young back. That's the thing. Mm, Chase yeah. Young is back rushing the passer, so <laughs> Great. yeah. So well, you know, we'll see. And and but you know, sweat, pain, Allen would be a huge loss for them, yeah, in, in my opinion, because he he really controls the middle of that defense, and especially if you're kind of having to deal with moving guys around. Uh, you know, if you get you know if uh, if Tyler Smith has to play inside, it Tyler Smith's a strong guy, but these two defensive tackles are really strong and they're yeah. act, the thing when you watch the commanders play they they're up the field i mean they're and 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 one and teams were hit them on plays where it's like the quick hitters like that you know where all of a sudden you see them upfield and then it's like when you when you break that first group now they have a big play but you got to get it past that first group of guys because they're going to be really disruptive in this game they're going to go for tackles for loss you know defenses that's what they do but these guys I mean they're so big and they and the way that they get up the field and get around blocks and now they're they're penetrating and they don't let you start running the ball but the teams that have had success like I say that the uh, Browns did a good job of the perimeter runs they were able to kind of control the edges whether that was against Sweat or against Chase Young. They were able to kind of secure that edge and get the ball to the outside there to where they were able – it wasn't so easy running inside. Everything to the outside was a lot better shape for – and I think the Cowboys in this game, I don't think – you know the game plan against the Titans appeared to be more inside runs. This thing needs – and maybe with Tony Pollard it will be different too – it would be more of the perimeter runs. I think that's how you find a way. They're, they're a good tackling defense. I think Kendall Fuller at, at corner is a good player. St. Juice is hurting them, like I said, the other corner. They're using this Danny Johnson, number 36. He's a, he's a guy that's been with them for a few years. But it's not the same. St. Juice is a guy that can cover. I mean, when you talk about him and Fuller, you can match up. And they can kind of take guys and, and, and handle it. It doesn't matter. It's not like, oh, you have to travel, you, you, know, you have to stay. Both these guys, I mean, either side, whatever, whatever side you put Lamb on, they can cover. Now, that's with, but with Danny Johnson in there, that's the guy I would tack. I wouldn't tack Kendall Fuller on the other side. I, I would attack Danny Johnson if he was in there, if that was me. I still got the uh, Holcomb? The linebacker? No, I do not. Who's, who's he with? Holcomb
3: played – I know he played last year. I don't I, don't I haven't seen him. Like, I think we well, would
4: see if he's on the injured reserve, but I don't think that he is – I know,
3: I just remember that was a guy that Cowboys really liked. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's
4: on IR week 12. Yeah, yeah okay. I did not see him. Yeah, Holcomb. Yeah.
5: But with all these guys injured, like, what's really the need or necessity for them to play them at this point?
4: I think there's – I think that to me the, the, the way that <clears> – <throat> I would look at it as a pride – factor to finish out, they have a chance to be eight, eight, and one. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's remember Jason Garrett back in the day, like trying to get to you know get one game above five hundred. It was so like, he, yeah. he played some games where they yeah. they were trying to get above five hundred because for so many years it was that stigma. It's like he he's, he's, a 500 he's a five hundred coach. He's a so he played a game against I think it was the commanders so he played everybody in the game just to get mm-hmm. above five hundred. They might be trying to. They don't want to have a losing record.
2: Yeah, and let's also be clear. I mean, there's nothing to say that this head coach is safe. That these players yeah. are safe. Yeah. So they're about
4: to change ownership to, too. to get yeah,
2: yeah to, to get a win in a game like this in a city where they despise the Cowboys. Those that aren't Cowboys fans, which yeah. are a yeah. ton of Cowboys fans there, that that matters. And and uh, you know, anytime you're talking about rivalry type games. Getting a win sometimes in a rivalry type game can make a whole season feel a little bit better. Yeah, and going into an off season, I would suspect that a lot of people in in Washington, the surrounding areas who are fans of the Commanders, it'll make them feel a little bit better for whatever the outcome of the season is if they can get that win this weekend. Well, I if really they really
4: keep know. Dallas from winning, potentially winning yeah. the division too That could matter. Thing. To them. But I, I do feel like though, and they're playing a they're playing a rookie quarterback. They're trying to figure out something, you know, and maybe that's the momentum they need. Maybe the rookie quarterback goes out and plays well, and it's like, okay, we don't need Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. We don't need, you know, we don't need Taylor Heineke. We'll we'll go with this kid. We'll draft others. You know, we'll we'll make this team. So I, hope you I, 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 I said this. I think this is a really – I think this team should be in the playoffs. They're not. The Giants are in the playoffs. I think this team is better than the Giants team myself. Yeah, I, was I, th- I just do.
3: I was thinking just now that if if, if I'm Washington – I don't know what they're they're going to be picking 8, 17, 18, yeah. something like that. I would trade number 1 pick and maybe even next year's number 1 for the best quarterback that are, like if there was a Russell Wilson situation, I know that that didn't work out well, but somebody like that, I would I would look into that because I think that's what they are missing. They're yeah, missing I do a too. quarterback, a veteran quarterback and, and maybe Maybe a team, you trade to a team that doesn't really think that they want to trade their quarterback until you throw them a first-round pick at them, and you're like, well, maybe, or two first-round picks.
2: See, I, I get your—and I, I agree with the premise of that. I don't know if I would go that particular route. I would rather say, let me give those get those first-round picks and see if I can move up in the draft to where I could possibly draft that guy. Because well, for them, I would look at it and say, I want a young quarterback. Because this year, what would scare me— is what happened with Russell. What would scare me is what happened with Matt Ryan. Like they, Those teams went out and said, we just need a quarterback now, and they went and got these veteran guys that they were like, we think we can bring them in, and it just didn't work. Yep. And by the way, that doesn't mean it doesn't work for everybody. It just means I would be a little bit shy that they, after watching those two players.
4: They might be, depending on, and we do our platform here with the draft show and stuff like that, we'll be talking about these guys a bunch, but maybe they're in a position where they can get a guy like Will Levis... From Kentucky, mm. maybe you know. I mean, it's going to be young Stroud, Levis. I mean, where where are the quarterbacks going to fall? And the one thing about it is, you mentioned this. There's so many quarterbacks on the market too. I mean, the, will the will the Raiders have a fire Derrick. sale on on Carr? So
3: that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. You think what, he'd fit
4: there? Can he be good there.
3: I yeah. think he probably needs one of those fresh start type things. But but and... does
2: he give you? Is it going to be more of the same? Because he's had a dis to this point. It's the reason why the Raiders will probably let him go is because yeah. he's had a disappointing career to this point, right?
4: Yeah. He's got him to the playoffs a couple of different times, you know, if you look at – but, yeah, I mean, to me, he's he's always in that group. Remember when people compare, whether you like it or not, they always put him in that group with Dak Prescott. You know, that what quarterback is he? Is he 8, nine, ten? You know, they always kind of lump uh, – mm-hmm. Derek Carr into that into that mix. So there they are going to be some quarterbacks potentially on the market that you can go sign. But like I say, maybe they're in a position if they're picking 16 or 17 mm-hmm. where all of a sudden Will Levis comes down to them and they just draft a, a quarterback that's tough, sturdy, you know. I think ownership's gonna have a lot to say what happens right. here because this could be a completely different uh front office and ownership group, and direction uh, once they once the, uh, the, the, uh, the spring meetings and stuff start. Yeah, let's take our final break. When we come back,
2: I want to talk a little bit real quick before we end the show about the cornerback position and how much now that we've seen Bland and we've seen Wright uh, and they've started to look a little bit better, how much of a difference now is there between what was there before and what they have now going into the playoffs? We'll talk about that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning.
1: Back to the break
3: Help Dak Prescott win the 2022 Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year. Of course, that would be in 2023, Yeah, but it's presented by Nationwide. You can help Dak earn a $25,000 donation to his Faith Fight Finish Foundation by voting on Twitter. Tweet or retweet hashtag WPMOYChallenge, followed by Dak Prescott through January 8th. Vote Dak.
2: Welcome back. Final segment of the break. We only got about a minute and 15 (laughs) seconds. Uh, But (laughs) Come on, Amber. Why did you talk so much today? Seriously, <laughs> We're gonna... I'm sitting
5: here quietly listening to you guys. Yeah, there was,
2: this was story time with with the break today, yeah. and it was well deserved. I think we should have done that. But uh, real quick, I
3: did <laughs> want to talk some Hallie stories if you wanted to, like check Hallie stories. <laughs> yeah, I didn't um, have any.
5: Um,
3: <laughs> only thing I know about
5: I was, him,
4: I was ten years old when he finished, by the way. But I remember him playing. You know, it.
5: we can talk modern, modern actual date, modern date.
4: How how modern can you go? <laughs> no. A minute and a half. I'm sorry, Derek. I didn't mean to. Take this <laughs> no, it's fine. As a matter of fact,
2: I'm just not going to save this topic because we got what like literally 35 seconds left.
5: Uh
4: when you walked on the tennis courts in Oxnard.
5: <laughs> my first year was it 2015.
4: Okay, so the Pretty, year I before think, Dak be- the and, year,
5: and and the year yeah, before Dak got, got here, here. yeah, because yeah. I went through the period where we were just going through quarterbacks and you know,
3: yeah. Kellen Moore. Castle.
5: Brandon Whedon. Whedon. Mm. Loved him. Great guy. Not yeah, on the so field, modern era but... for you has a
3: whole different
2: feel to <laughs> yes. it. A much different You're feel to some You're yeah. really modern. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Yes, he's got a while before those guys get in the yeah. Hall of Fame. It's going to be a yeah. minute. Um I'll be dust.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right. That's going to be a wrap. We will will save this conversation on the cornerbacks until tomorrow. We'll talk about that tomorrow. We'll also get you guys ready to tell you what we think is going to happen this weekend. Cowboys versus Commanders. Still in for Nick Eatman. Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
4: How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!